0: Y'all were worried a little bit, weren't you? Y'all were really worried a little bit that I won't even get this show out today or this week. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's been a hell of a week. Welcome, everyone, to a Thursday edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am your host, the main man, Shelby Green, swig of a Mountain Dew, of a Bill gulp for the working man. Oh Lord, have mercy on my soul. So anyway, guys, so where do I fucking begin? so everybody uh was wondering i had some topics to talk about this week with you guys if you follow me on facebook which you if you haven't why have you not follow the conversation with sugar green facebook page please go like and follow the page please share it too while you're at it and plan it simple guys i had um been just been balls to the wall i switched my, sh- my days around on my job my shift then I uh, Sunday night I finally sat down after a long day, so I was going to sit down and record. As you saw the picture, I had on the picture on the Facebook page, I had two miller lights. I was feeling good, and as I started talking, I was about twenty minutes in, and I was going from one A one B, and I was I was starting on a subject and I jump on another one, and then I went and go back. It was just it was just too much at once. As this message just comes in, I don't care about a message from a special thing from Spotify. I don't care, um, and it was just constant back and forth, like constant. And I just couldn't stay. And I was just like, you know what? This isn't good. I'm going to stop. So I said, I'll just record tomorrow when I have time. That Monday, I got up, went and played ball at the Y with some guys from work. Came home. Little man went to his grandmother's. I did a little bit of laundry and decided, okay, I'm going to lay down for a couple hours. I'm not going to get a recorded in today because I got to go to my little brother's graduation. I said, I'll just go ahead and I'll, uh, you know, I'll just go ahead and... Um, you know uh what's it? um just record on tuesday went to work that following night after my brother's graduation i was up that monday morning by the way at 6 30 the morning and did not go back to bed for about maybe an hour and a half on a power nap and after that i came home tuesday I said well when i get up tuesday i'll record and get the show out by wednesday morning like i always do i didn't get out of bed at five o'clock and i had a baseball game to make it at 6 30 and i was like you know what That's why I put the video out on my Instagram page and my Facebook page, Conversation with Shelby Green on both social media links. You need to go like, follow, share, do all what you want. And they uh, I just decided, you know, I put the video out what was going on. I didn't release any topics. I always just let you know there will a short show will be recorded. I'm just gonna talk about various things that's going on. This might be a thirty-minute episode, might be an hour. Either way, sit back and enjoy it. Once again, I appreciate all your support. It means the world to me. It means the world to the people who've helped me with this. For every like, every share, you guys. For every download, I appreciate. I want to let you know, let like to announce that the month of May was, in fact, the highest month total of downloads I have had in the absolute history of the show. Eighty-six downloads. You know, from a guy that pushed out. Push as much content Put a lot of work into it I appreciate it The people who have helped me Get this show off the ground Have done a lot for that I appreciate them as well And Yeah I just appreciate you also want to talk about something too I've got some phone calls From a couple people That are starting up They got like these little things going on Like their little businesses or whatever And they've been asking me to sponsor them Because I sponsor NDRBI A great program Baseball program for inner city kids that my girlfriend runs <clears throat> and basically they asked me uh what would it take for me to sponsor them and i made it clear how about y'all sponsor me i am gonna make this real clear i appreciate you guys reaching out you're hearing the program you see that i'm active helping programs and charities and stuff i get it but at the same time it's like this i'm broke <laughs> like everybody else we're all broke right now why don't y'all sponsor me you know what I mean? I need some sponsor. I need some money. i will tell you something. I mean, this laptop I got right here, this microphone. You think this shit was cheap? It was just easily like it was just came out of nowhere. Hell no. Got done this table I'm sitting on. It cost me this webcam I got looking at right now. I mean, it costs money, y'all. And I just I appreciate you guys wanting me to be involved with your business, and I I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, I need my pockets filled too, <laughs> just like anybody else no shade no nothing it is what it is that being said in the RBI I want to give them a little shout out they're, they're if anybody knows you go to Rodius Park you will see if you go from um, if you drive off the Harding exit and take a uh, take a, a right you go up and you take the first right past another building go all the way up you will see from one of the fields I think it's field 3 I could be wrong but you will see my logo, Conversation with Shelby Green banner, up on one of the cages. It's a damn good feeling to have that there. I've got a lot of good feedback. People have been asking me about the podcast. had a parent ask me, hey, is it kid-appropriate to listen to? It? I was like, not really kid-appropriate, but you can listen to it yourself. <laughs> but um, I've got a lot of good things. Um, NDRBI is a great program. I'm helped, and it's good to be involved with it. Obviously, anybody knows me at Rodious, knows that I'm also I'm around there. I'm helping out with things. Running concession stand on Thursday nights or running concession stand on Saturday mornings. I get off work for a little while. I just back and forth, bam, 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 bam. Just a lot going on and that's how it does it. So very, very happy with things and very, very, um just I'm just very, very, um yeah, just a good feeling, man. This be It's just good to get the show out there, and obviously it shows the proof of sponsoring, and look what happened. So, yeah. So, um, what's going on in the world what I want to talk about today? And by the way, I got a couple of questions. Uh, somebody emailed me and asked me an email, didn't tell me the name. It was one. Of the, it was somebody that used a, uh, e- a weird-ass email name just to create to ask me this questions. It's probably a troll that I know, somebody I know. So, you ever going to stop talking about Louisville on the podcast? Louisville Cardinals obviously, and I'm going to make this clear clear, no stupid, I'm not, I'm a Louisville fan, I'm going to talk about Louisville shit, I'm going to talk about Louisville Cardinals, I'm going to talk about the city, I'm going to talk about football, I'm going to talk about basketball, I'm going to talk about baseball, I'm to talk about women's basketball, i will talk about anything that has to do with Louisville, you ain't got to listen to the show, I don't talk about Indiana, I don't talk about Purdue, I don't talk about Kansas, I don't talk about Kentucky, I don't talk about North Carolina, I don't talk about Duke, I don't talk about San Diego State, I don't talk about UConn, I talk mainly about Louisville. When it comes to college back, college sports, college athletics, that is what i eat, sleep, and breathe is Louisville Cardinals Athletics. It is my livelihood, and it will be my livelihood to the day they put me in the ground, and I ain't never going to change on that. Never, ever, 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 ever going to change on that, and that's how I feel. I apologize. You can't hear me that far back. I was leaning back in my chair too far. I'm scooting myself back up. Now, back to, uh, as I got off my tangent there, here's some things I want to talk about, too. Uh, number one, Fast X. Now everybody knows um, Fast and Furious. Fast X is a film of from the uh, Fast and Furious franchise. I will make it real clear. I grew up loving the first two at Fast and Furious films. Fast, Fast and the, the Fast and Furious, and a or Fast and Furious whatever it is. Fast, Fast One, Two Fast Two Furious is not. Is, when you get older, you realize how campy it is, but I have a really good time in it. You know, we ain't hungry no more. And famous thing my dad always said from that film. Tokyo Drift, I did not like as when I was younger. As I've older, I've gotten to appreciate it more. The fourth film, I'm not a very big fan of it. I found it very boring at times. Fast Five to me is the best of the franchise. The sixth installment I enjoy, but the seventh, The Furies, Fate and the Furious, which was the eighth, and the last the one before 10, Fast Nine, these three films. I feel like I've gotten the franchise way the fuck off where it used to be, and Fast X, the only thing that caught my attention was Jason Momoa was going to be the villain in this. Now, I will state this, I'm not going to give you a full review on this film, but this is the last film I've had seen in the theaters right now, well actually I went to the drive-in and saw it, I've seen. Um, obviously, this weekend I am planning on going to see the new Transformers movie. I'm trying to find a way to see the new Spider Spider the new Spider Man Spider Verse film. I really want to check that out. Obviously, we have got the Flash coming up. I got a big thing going on with that. But Fast X was the last film I saw in theaters, and I am sick and tired of you seeing me emails right now. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, so and simple, I, I walked in. We were sitting outside at the uh, driving and Tibbs here on um, the Tibs driving here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I was really excited to say, you know what, it's Fast X, let's just have a good time and keep an eye on it. And I must admit, the reason why I wanted to see this film was Jason Momoa as the villain. And I'm so glad I got to see it because I will make this real clear. I posted a TikTok about this. I did a TikTok on this. Whatever they were feeding this dude, whatever they were paying him. Whatever he was, just whatever Moody was, in. Jason Momoa looked like he was having the time of a life playing this time of his life playing this villain. Think of a real life Joker, but with swag and charisma to the point where you're laughing when his jokes are not even that funny, but you're ch- you're cackling at him or chuckling because. He is so good at his with his charisma, his line delivery on things. The first part when you see Momoa on screen when he's in action, you're like, holy shit, this dude means business. And he makes this film really enjoyable. Now I will state this. The reason why I feel like the Fast and Furious franchise has gotten away from it. For one, they've went really way too far with over things. When I watch Fate and the Furious, and I see a submarine come up the uh, come up a fucking ice uh, come up through an ice um through the ice, and then the the one before that with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel when they're driving off a of fucking when they're driving from building to building in skyscrapers when you know for God's sakes that really does not happen. Um, it's just it is, and then the Fast Nine for me was just just the outer the space scene and just everything out It's just like man, this has got way the fuck way the fuck away from what it was. And I was just like, mm, I'm not interested in fast X. When I heard Momoa was, I said, okay, I gotta see because I am a Jason Momoa fan. I love him in Game of Thrones. Obviously, I love him as Aquaman. I like his little small roles he's done. I like him in Dune. I mean, he's done a lot of good films lately, and he's very underrated. I think Momoa people just look at Momoa always well, his look, his appeal, his hair, and blah blah blah. No, I mean, he's actually got charisma. He's a really good actor. He's really good. He has a presence about him. when he's on screen. You just say that dude's bad. And also, I was a big fan of his. um there was a show, not the C show, not the show called C, but it was on Netflix. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's about the Hudson Bay Trading Company. It's really good. He's based like an outlaw, but it's really good. God, what's it called? Oh, my God. I'm missing my time. If somebody out there tells me what it is when they hear the show, let me know, because it's such a damn good show. It really is. I can't remember what the fuck it is. And I really don't feel like looking it up because my phone's over there. <laughs> but anyway, um, but he's been in that... Frontier, Frontier, that's what it was. Frontier, yeah, Frontier, Frontier. And um, hell, I like him in the Conan and Barbarian remake. I thought he did a good job in that film. So he he's a good... He, he's done some good things and um, there's a couple lines in there where he just delivers some lines and he's very sadistic with things and like there's a scene where him and Dominic Torreiro who's played by uh, Vin Diesel... They get into a fight, and Vin Diesel basically whoops his ass, and the whole time, Momoa's laughing shit. He's basically like, think of Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, and he flagged his joker. Let's put him into one thing and make him a Jason Momoa, but make him a real-life character. Like, he's he's just a real-life guy. A real-life crazy SOB that just wants revenge. And that's what you get with Momoa. He's damn good. He is, in my opinion, the best villain in the franchise. You can argue, not the... You can argue male franchise, and I won't say because we all know uh, Charlie is uh, from. She's the one thing about Fate and the Furious that I love. She is a damn good feeling, man. And she's good in Fast Nine. She, she's in here. She's good in this, too. Um couple things i'm gonna say the negative part i hate the dominant the negative part about this film because i'm gonna give it a solid score i'm gonna give it a seven half out of ten i think it's a really good film i think it's not a film you want to go out and see immediately i mean know it's been a month since it came out but if i had a really if it, if i went and saw this opening weekend and said okay if i went and saw it opening weekend, I would tell you eh, just wait a little while wait till it's a lower price theater or ticket prices drop and go see it or you can just wait till it comes home and you can you know, stream it on television. Or, you know, you can go out and buy it. Or, well, not go out and buy it. But, like, stream it first before you make a decision on buying it. Excuse me. And, But I'm going to give it a, seven a half out of 10. Because I think is good. And then he's great in this. Excuse me. You get... They tease you that there's going to be more to come in Fast 11 and Fast 12. Now, what I'm hearing, they're going to do a trilogy to end this. And then they're going to do the spinoffs. Rolled my eyes. Um, I am very... I love... You know, Ludacris and Tyrese are really good on this. Their chemistry is so fucking good, man, in this. They they just... They just they just nail it. They just nail it. Um, Post-credits scene, I'm excited to know that Momoa is going after Hobbs, too. So we're going to get to see Jason Momoa versus The Rock. That makes me feel really good. Because um, Rock needs a shot in the arm after the Black Adam... The, the Black Adam bullshit that happened. God almighty, that was bad. Um... Yeah, I'm just uh, let me get up of this mount up. But the but it ain't a perfect. Oh, I said seven and a half out of ten doesn't mean means I got some issues with it. For one, it leaves you on a cliffhanger that I did not like. If you're gonna leave a film on a cliffhanger, make it mean more. And they didn't do that um, with me. They meant they left you scratching your head like, how the fuck is this possible? Because there's a character that is dead, that's been dead every AKA Gelga Gal- Gadot, Janessa. She is back. She's alive, which makes no fucking sense how? I'm sure they're gonna figure a way out with this. Um, Dominic Toretto, is basically fucking Superman all of a sudden. makes no fucking sense. Um, they, it's gotten It's gotten to the point where I'm like the franchise was so grounded. Fast five was the perfect film in my opinion. It was grounded, but it had action, but it was it felt real. Like it felt real in a lot of ways. Even though the third act with the the final scene gets a little crazy, but at the same time, you can enjoy that and get a good feel of it. Ever since Furious, really Furious Seven, which was the last film with Paul Walker in it, that it felt like okay, we're getting away from what we were. We're getting away. It started getting away from with the skyscraper scene, but you get away from that. You know, the Rock breaking his fucking ripping his arm out with the cast and. You know, him showing off how bad he is and shit, like, you know, breaks the cast off or whatever. And him walking out with the machine gun and shooting down a fucking uh, chopper. And then in Fate and Furious, the whole fucking scene with the submarine. And then you go to Fast Nine, and all of a sudden Dominic's got a brother named uh, that's John Cena that we nobody ever fucking explained or nobody talks about. It's just, and then you go to the fucking space. It's just like he's got away from that. And Fast X. It got, it, it was going at a pace. I'm like, okay, this is good. This isn't bad. This is bad. And they, te- they have a little race scene in this. But the third act, once again, you get Dominic Terraro, Terraro, Dominic Torero being a fucking superhero. And it's just like, we don't, it don't need this. Why are you doing this now? Like, this film was really good. Like, I was sitting sort there of thinking, this is damn near top five in the franchise for me. And then I saw, I was like, okay, all right, whatever. And the cliffhanger, but i'm fine with it i thought it was outside of that i had a great time watching i'm looking forward to watching it again i am so seven out seven and a half out of ten for fast x moving along so um watched a documentary over the weekend i got to sit down uh, sunday night after i decided to stop recording to sit down with my girlfriend the love of my life the sweet peach my uh, favorite human being in the world who i love more than anything in this world outside I mean, she is just my. She is just my everything, my rock, my. She's just awesome. She's the reason why this podcast has gotten where it's gotten. She's had my back. I mean, she she pushes me every day to be great. She's an amazing woman, and I hope she hears. This. She knows that I mean it from the bottom of my heart. That being said, with the mushy gushy bullshit, um, I watched the Jelly Roll documentary on Hulu. <clears throat> now, I will make this real clear. I grew up a. Not grew up, but in my high school years, Jelly Roll caught my attention. See, I was never one of these guys that, you know, you think when there's a stigma or a stereotype that if you're white and you listen to hip-hop, you love Eminem. That wasn't the case for me. I was not a... I respect Eminem. I think he's a great rapper. I'm just not a fan. That's not my cup of tea of music when it comes to hip-hop. Then, of course, there there was the little white crowd, which I was never into, But Jelly Roll was different. There was something about him that I liked. I don't know what it was, but there was something about him that I just, it just clicked with me. I liked. And I watched some of his interviews. He seemed like just a dude that made some mistakes. He's trying to change a little bit. Blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, uh, you know, Jelly Star changes. Time goes on. He started changing his appearance a little bit. He started Mixing with different sounds of music and stuff, he grew his hair out a little bit. Then he knows everybody knows he got with Bunny, and they got married. And all of a sudden, he started doing things. And then you know Jelly talks about it in the documentary, it's just crazy to see what I saw when I was in high school to what I see now. It's just amazing. And actually, I'm going September 29th here at Ruoff in Noblesville to go see him live, and I with Struggle James open up, opening up for him. I can't fucking wait. But uh, Jelly is a uh, But hell, uh, I mean, he's, you know, he talks about the thing. And the thing I I think I like, one of the reasons why I've I've grown to love his music even more is that he talks highly about depression and anxiety. And as anybody that knows me knows that I have anxiety really bad, really, really bad. I'm constantly, you know, overthinking things. I constantly put pressure on myself. I constantly over, you know, just just that way of burden, man, that anxiety can do. It It can be a lot. You know, it can. You know, and uh, thank God for the medication on because it's actually calmed my ass down. But, you know, it's still there, but I, I fight it better. And Jelly talks about how severe depression runs in his family about, you know, the guy was talking about, you know, he's 15 years old. He caught a robbery charge in the state of Tennessee. They have no forgiveness for, for, uh, for certain types of fel- felonies. And he has dealt with a lot, you know. He, he, said, he talked about how he found out from a guard that he had a baby. He found out from the guard that he had a daughter, Bailey. You know, his his little girl. You know, he talked about how uh, you know he how before he was living in a van when he met Bunny, and how Bunny really helped him get get his shit straight and got him right. And Bunny was talks about her problem. You know, everybody knows she came out. She was a, she was a, she was an escort in Vegas. For all those years, she was what she was. She called, she said it what she was. And of course, you know, Jelly had his issues with his demons and shit. You know, he living on the run, doing his, not living on the run, but living a crazy, crazy life in a van. That's just the way things are. And, uh, of course, we all know, um, <clears throat> um, You know, you're watching, he's sitting there and he's uh, being interviewed, talking about his life and talking about, you know, they were leading up to him performing in Nashville in the Bridgestone Arena. And, by the way, he sold that arena out in his hometown of Nashville. He's from Antioch, which is basically outside Nashville. And uh, he uh, talks about how, you know, he sold that concert out, but every penny of that went to the community. You know, it's just an amazing, amazing feeling what – what um Jelly's done you know we, what he's came from and how good he, he's doing I mean now um I really enjoy the documentary it's on Hulu I re- recommend you guys checking it out It's a lot of stories and there's some things there and you're gonna be like what the fuck I mean Jelly talks about he was 15 years old he said I smoked meth out a light bulb it's like what the f-? I mean he talks about it he, you know he had a, you know talk about how his mother was a severe addict and her issues you know he talked about that and just everything he went through but he's doing well now, you know. He's doing his thing. I mean, you know, he he, he and you see the you know there's an interview there's parts in the, uh, the, the the documentary where he meets this young girl talks about how you know her husband was killed, her boyfriend was killed by his ex her by his ex wife, and uh, you know he listened to Jelly's music and it got him through a lot of things in his life, and it, you see Jelly crying like it's just like wow, can you only imagine? How would you react to that? I know. I'd probably break down like a baby. And, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's a good documentary, y'all. I recommend it. It's on Hulu. You can go watch it, man. It's worth it. It's really worth it. That being said, I want to talk about another thing. So, Jelly dropped a new album, Winsland Church, which is his first fruit. He went from, he, he basically transformed transferred into hip hop to fucking basically country music which I don't care you know I, I love when music can crossover and everything else so basically Jelly comes out and he does a little uh, he he does a country album and of course there's a lot of people that love it I was a fan of it I didn't love it I liked it I didn't love it but I liked it and a lot of people were talking about that's a good album country music Jelly has good for this he can write he can really sing song he can sing a little bit he's got, he's got some good shit for him Cool, and then of course you get on there and you see people. This ain't real country music. Hip hop has hip hop ain't got no place in country music. Blah 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 blah. This ain't whatever. Listen, guys, I am a big fan of outlaw country. I love Hank Williams Jr. I love Waylon Jennings. I like me some George Jones. I love me some Johnny Cash. I like George Strait. I like Tim McGraw. But I let you know this right right now. I also like. Jelly Roll. I like Luke Combs. I like Morgan Wallen. I like Chris Stapleton, who's actually Chris Stapleton's my favorite in country music right now. I like Hardy. Like I like. There's okay to accept new wave of country music. Listen, hip hop has had such a big effect on culture of anything. Hip hop has, and even R and B music is that as well, because you can hear some R and B music with basically soul music with country. Now, look at, listen to Chris Stapleton. Doesn't Chris Stapleton sound like a blues? Soul artist from the '70s with his voice and the way his guitar sound. Think about that. Come on now, it's 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 just how it has. Or you don't think Morgan? Why do you think Morgan Wallen's doing fucking hip hop tracks? I mean, my God, the guy's got a voice. People love hearing that shit. I mean, and you listen, listen to last night. Listen to the drums in the background. Don't it sound like a hip hop beat? I mean, y'all just kill me with this shit. It's, and here's the thing. I get where people come at, well, it's the culture, of this the culture. That I, if you want to argue that, I get it. Here's the thing. I'm one of those guys, I feel like it's good for music, for music, for music genres to cross over. It's good for music. It's like when a movie genres is over. It's like when sports genres cross. It's good for, it's good for, it's good for business. I mean, you put jelly, I mean, it, it's just, I don't understand why people have to say, well, this ain't just, just, okay. You ain't gotta like it, but I like it. And if you and it don't matter if you don't like it, he don't like it, she don't. But if I like it, I don't give a fuck about your opinion on that. I know one thing, Jelly's. You know, you might not like him, but Jelly, that paycheck he's getting from it is what it was. The more people that hate, the more people that nitpick at every single little thing you do. You're getting some. You're doing something right, and Jelly's doing his thing, man. Now, would I love to hear some Gemma on the White Boy and some other his music?s music and see some of his stuff with little, uh, like, not stuff a little white, but Haystack or something like that? Look, man, I he what, what does he got to talk about? He ain't pushed dope in years. Why would he talk about that? People change, man. People grow up. The best thing that ever happened to him was getting full custody of his daughter. It changed Jelly. It made him grow up. Now he talks about it. he goes, I still screw up and you know I still smoke and I still do this and that, but you know, he's not lying, he doesn't shed from it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Now that being said, please go watch that documentary. It's just awesome. And by the way, uh, what's my favorite song on the album on his new album Whitlem Church? track 3 behind bars he's got struggle on there and brantley gilbert and it is a really good track talks about being behind jar about committing crimes being, being behind uh bars obviously jail crime and everything else i think they're i think they shot a music video for that because jelly brantley and struggle were seen walking out of a jail cell one time of a, a jail all together and i'm thinking are they are they doing shooting a music video and that that thing happened so i was like i wonder i wonder um also um i i think the the song that made me relates to jelly more than anything and i never thought i'd say this was his new his new single i need a favor when he talks and you listen Was i only talk to god when i need a favor and I only pr- and i only pray when i ain't got a prayer it's me everybody knows me and knows me personally i am very spiritual i believe in god i believe in heaven and heaven and hell i believe in all that i'm just not religious plain simple i will make this real clear and anybody gets offended about this i apologize i mean no harm by it but i'm just speaking from my experience i have struggled with faith for a long time because of self issues and con and just anxiety anxiety and depression man i mean let's be honest it's caused issues it's hard for me to deal with that when i want people. it's hard for me to get up and believe that when i have so many negative things going through my mind all the time or i have this or that and also what bothers me too is when i turn on television and i see these people that are exploiting the bible exploiting jesus exploiting god for cash that bothers me it's like when i see people you know they swear up and down by the constitution they love the constitution they love america but they make products and sell it based off America, even though in the Constitution states they don't want you. Basically, something the Constitution says where you're not supposed. To, they don't want nothing made a profit over it. That bothers me. And anybody that knows me knows I love this country and I'm pro America. and Everything else, I'm America and everything else. But at the same time, like I ain't got a I ain't got an American flag in my front yard. My girlfriend my girlfriend does. It's her flag. It ain't my flag. I got a little flag. <laughs> you know that's a, that's just that's how who I am. And I'm not, you know, whatever. And I'm also I'm pro, I'm pro-military, I'm pro-troops, supporting the troops and making sure they're taken care of. I'm pro that. But I'm just using an example, like that's how I am. And you know, it's just hard for me to struggle with. I struggle with faith, I've struggled with it. I've struggled with it, I struggled with it, I struggled with it. And that's just how I am. So I have a and I also have a bigger issue with things in the bible like people say like christians you know we had an issue actually i'm not even gonna talk about that but like it's like for example you know for example you can be a born-again christian if you um you can be a born-again christian if you uh you know you commit murder or you rape a child you can become a born again but if you're if you marry the same sex you can't be that you they don't accept that or the fact that some people believe in Christianity to the point they don't believe in mixed children. I mean, I have a fucking problem with that. Anybody knows me, I got a sister that's mixed. Her daddy's my daddy, but her mama's black. My stepson, he's mixed. <laughs> like, you know, I got, a, I got a fucking problem with that. And that's another thing that turns me off on going to church with, with Christianity. It turns me off on that. I just, I'm not a fan of that. And I don't believe in that. I don't believe in you treat people that way. You know, you'll accept this person for these devious deeds, but you're not gonna accept somebody because they married somebody of the same sex. How does that work? I just don't get that. That being said, so that's why I need a favor. That song I, I can kind of, I can relate to because I'm like, man, like, you know, I can count on the handful of times I've got on my knee and pray, my knees and prayed. Um, I can t- you know talking to God. I ain't tell you. I can't tell you when the last time I talked to God. I mean it. I'm serious. Y'all. I can't even tell you that, even like the last time I tried to, you know. And that's just that's just that's. And some people are going to hear that and not a, not, like think of that. They're going to think about it, like, what the fuck? It's just the truth. It's just the truth. It's a fact. So, yeah, plain and simple. And, and I want to make this real clear as to for all the people out there that you that actually believe in the Bible and are, treat people really well and don't use that as a prophet. I applaud you and I respect you. But for the people out there that do what I've said about how they judge people and how they make you say, well, if you're not Christian, you, you're not right or this and that, blah, 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 blah. Or you're using God as a prophet and you don't, you know, you don't take care of the people in the community with that money or you don't pay your taxes you are not using the word of god the right way my friend you are just an asshole with a bible and i mean that from the bottom of my heart straight up that being said we're going to kick this thing we're going to end this show in next 10 minutes here but we're going to do a little quick real roundup so we'll talk about the nba nba finals action game one and game two watch game one actually i didn't watch game one i did watch game two like the series so far, Miami's got a chance still. They got the next two, next two, or th- next ugh, next two or three games at home. I like what they're going with. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is starting to wear down. I think he's tired, but I think he's got a chance. I think he can get off on the right foot and get this going. I think he's got an opportunity to have a big game. Joker's good, man. Denver's just got too much offensively. I still think Denver wins the series in 6, but I would like to see Jimmy Butler get a ring. So, it is what it is. Um AEW news: CM Punk is back He's going to be on the Collision Show on Saturdays um, They're struggling to sell tickets right now um, Like I have been I've said before On my uh, last episode I did um, AEW needs a shot in the arm They need one bad man They're struggling right now They just Things aren't clicking And it is what it is And um, I just hope they turn it around Because pro wrestling needs AEW WWE If you want to know why I'm such a fan Of professional wrestling Please go back and watch this past Friday night SmackDown. This the 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 uh, the, the conversation between with the Bloodline. Watch that. That to me makes you a fan. the 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 drama built with that, the storytelling with that is just amazing. Um, also want to point out, I have some updates coming up. So I promised everybody I would do a weekly Saturday show or a weekly episodic show for Saturdays for Dark Side of the Ring and I have been slipping on that I've been busy so this is what I'm going to do starting next week I am going to get out on I am going to watch episode 1 and 2, two I've watched episode 1 I have seen the Tammy the Tammy and Chris Candino one I'll save it I need to watch TA one and episode 3 I'm going to re-watch all three of those episodes back to back to back, and by next Saturday, I will have that first episode out for you guys and get that rock and roll. It will be done. I give you my word, it will get done. Now, updates on future episodes. Obviously, I said I plan on having a transform, hopefully having a Transformer review for you next week on the show and possibly a Spy, the new Spider-Verse film. And we also, the following week after that, we got The Flash coming up. I've got to get a hold of Jared Easterbrook, see if he can come on the show. Or if not, I'm going to do it on my own. It is what it is. We got Money in the Bank coming up that I have to review with Virgil. I've been on the phone with Virgil. Virgil said he will be here for the Money in the Bank review. AEW and New Japan Royal Wrestling are doing the Forbidden Doors show. I'm getting a hold of Price. I'm trying to get that figured out, too. I got, you know, this month is, June's going to be hectic for me. And finally... AEW Fight Forever, the new video game coming out. I was talking with my kid the other night. And I was trying to figure a way to get him back on the show. And obviously, I've not played the new WWE 2K game. I just haven't bought it. And I sat there and said, you know what? I got an idea. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play, me and Little Man are going to play the new WWE 2K23 game. And we're going to play AEW Fight Forever. And we're going to come on maybe the first week of August or the middle week of July, somewhere in between there, and we're going to sit there and we're going to review and, or around the release date of a Fight Forever, we're going to play both games over the weekend and we're going to give you a full review of what we like about the game, what we don't like about the games, and which one is better He's already and confirmed he wants to do it so we're going to do it that way So guys, quick little pause through and by the way, before I end, we got to talk a little, little basketball Ain't nobody worried about no DJ Wagner in Kentucky basketball. That's what Trent Flowers said the other day on Instagram Live with Curtis Williams. The vibes that I've been reading on Twitter from people, the vibes I keep hearing, I'm going to make this real clear, y'all. Louisville, the guys that Kenny Payne has got in this year are his guys. The guys that he needed day one and the guys this program needed. Plain and simple. Jeff Rahm is doing his thing, and like he said in the other day in the press conference, the final game of the season is a big priority. That's Kentucky, and they're going to break beat the brakes off Kentucky's ass in football. I promise you that. Um, Yeah, good time to be a Louisville fan. I believe in Kenny Payne. I believe he can get this squad rolling. I think they they got enough talent on this team to, to be an NCAA tournament team. A good way to start the program back off right. It comes down to coaching X and O's. But guys got to step up and play. Jeff Brom, I like what he's done in the portal. He's got a good crew of guys there. He knows what he's doing. I trust Jeff Brom. The guy can win. He's a Louisville guy. He's going to do what he's got to do. Plain simple. So, guys, like I said, this is, was the Thursday edition of Conversation with Subgreen. Hopefully, we don't have too many Thursday editions. Hopefully, we can just do Wednesdays from now on. But in the meantime, guys, like I always tell you, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is. Straight up. Have a good one, y'all. Go Cards.